Welcome. This is a safe place. Why don't you make yourselves comfortable and have a seat on the couch? This is not quite therapy. Are you comfortable? Hell no, I'm not comfortable. Hey, Brian. Hey, Chrissy. Tell me, how does that make you feel? I don't want to talk about it. Is it going to hurt? Oh my God, this is awkward. I'm not qualified to give advice here, but... Can we sit this close together? This is Not Quite Therapy with Chrissy and Brian, a how-to-do brand show about divorce, dating, and single parenting promised to be packed with awkward moments, insights from a couple cuties with absolutely no professional credentials, but plenty of life experience, and intense sexual innuendo. Yeah, so much sexual innuendo. Are you ready, Brian? God, Chrissy, I'm going to need a drink. All righty then, let's get started, shall we? Hey, Brian. Hey, Chrissy. You look nice today. Uh, thank you. I think I look nice every day, but today is different. Um, today you have on more, uh, hoity-toity clothing. Um, yes. I dressed for a business meeting before I came here, and it's the first time that I have ironed a shirt or put on a belt or, frankly, shoes with laces that weren't (laughs) tennis shoes in the last almost four months. You styled your hair. I did. Put some product in. I did. No hat. Mm Mm-hmm. My shirt has a collar and buttons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's very... And this is probably the most dressed down that I've been yes. in a while. So you, on the other hand, look, it up. You look quite homeless, and I, you, and I you just... typically don't. <laughs> you typically dress very nicely, and yeah. today, today is a, role reversal. I told you that we usually record later in the day, and I, I, I'm not an early starter. Like, no. I'm not... Yeah, mornings, I'm not put together. I got a ponytail. I, I showered, though. I'm clean. That's plus. I'm clean. Yeah. I, mean, I can't so. smell you from here, which is great. I smell nice. I'm sure so, you do. So there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I smell nice, too. <laughs> well, now, I will us. confess that I did not shower this morning. I showered last night, and then uh, my morning shower is typically predicated on how much my bed has messed up my hair and caused <laughs> it to go odd directions. Uh-huh. But this morning, it was laying down. And cooperating, and uh, so I forewent my shower, which was nice. Mm, yeah. Well, good for Sped you. up my morning routine by like a solid 11 minutes. I heard that people's average shower is like seven or eight minutes, and mine is That's definitely short. longer than that. Yeah. I, I love the shower. Yeah. One of my favorite things about my old house, we bought a house, uh, my ex-wife and I bought a house, and then we ended it's a up Renai, having isn't to sell it. it. Yes. Yes. My, me too. That's the thing oh. that I miss about my old house too. Yeah. That tankless water heater just hits I different. Mean, like, oh my gosh. Like minute 37 mm-hmm. of a shower that's still consistently as hot as it mm-hmm. was in minute two so great. is the best. It is truly the Multiple shower thing. heads. Yes. We had, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My shower at my old house was like a room. Like it was probably eight by eight. Like I mean, oh, that's a big shower. It was yeah. huge, and all the shower heads everywhere, and yeah. like a bench to sit on. Yeah, I never really a, sat on the bench though. That's kind of creepy. Mine was a corner, and uh, it was like a corner shower, uh-huh. and so it had a door, so it was kind of shaped like a trapezoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back to geometry in seventh grade, I, I know what a trapezoid is. Thanks. Yeah, I was going to explain it to you because that's not yeah. what I do. Uh huh. But um, but yeah, so it today. had uh, it had two shower heads on adjoining walls and you could just kind of stand there and get like hit high by one and low by the other and uh-huh. oh it was the best oh man i love a shower love a good shower we went a long way away from the <laughs> fact that i'm wearing regular clothes today and not dressed like you a know, gym bum this is how our conversations unfold yeah generally. they sort of meander <laughs> they do meander you know what let's uh let's make a drink is it hot Sounds in here good. are you parched i'm parched how about a drink How to Do Cocktails is brought to you by How to Do Life, a podcast about, well, how to do life. You can listen to How to Do Life right here, where you're hearing us now, or find them on any podcast app. 
They are literally everywhere. And here's our disclaimer. How to do life right means drinking responsibly and moderately. A drink is not a necessary component to intimate conversations like the one you're about to hear. Here, here, announcer man. Yeah, but it sure doesn't hurt. Now, typically, this is the portion of the program where you would ask me, what are we having? But mm-hmm. um, you volunteered and uh, and all of the drink ingredients are sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you told me that this was some sort of drink from your history and a, and a topic we had talked about. You went somewhere and did something and found a, figured out about this drink, and I'm very intrigued. Yes. So the drink today is Tinto de Verano. They're already made. They're sitting in mugs. Um, they are. We, we made them in advance. Tinto de Verano. Um, tinto is what the Spanish call red wine. Spanish in Spain. Spanish in Spain. Gotcha. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Verano means summer, so it's the red wine of summer. Basically, it's like a, a kind of a sangria, but a That's sangria that you, yeah, that you kind of make on the spot. So usually with a traditional sangria, you would mix it up, you would let it In sit. In a pitcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah this is kind of like a ready-made sangria. Um, but it's like a, made to serve. It made, made to, like, like you said, made on the fly, not made yeah. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just made like just glass made by glass, glass basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it consists of... Um, a red wine. I like to use a Rioja from the Rioja region in Spain. Oui, oui. Um, and uh, no, that's French. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's all my, that's the extent of my French. I was going to make that joke, but I, I can't do it. You can't do it. This is Campo um, Viejo. Yes. Campo. Rioja. Um, weird story. So I was trying to. Rem- <laughs> he just licked the bottle. There's a drip. There's a drop. He Sorry, licked it. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. So. The other day, when I was going to go get these ingredients, I was sitting around my house, and I was like, all right, what do I need? And I was like, what's the wine that I like to use when I do Tinto de Verano? And I was just, I was silent. I was alone. I wasn't texting anyone. I wasn't talking out loud. I was just thinking, God, I can't remember the name of that wine. And I opened Instagram, and there was an ad. No way. Yes, I swear to God. I screenshot it. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, I'm like, I I feel like there's mind control. And I've never had an ad for this wine before in my life. Shut up. uh, It it was weird. It was super. That is disturbing on a number of levels. I think these are times when I'm like, maybe we are in the Matrix, and this is all a simulation. I think so. uh, And they just, you know, they want me to buy that wine. 2020 is like... It's the game. Like, like you know, but, <laughs> this is what it is. It's not this good. This is what it is. So it's, it's uh, we take this uh, Rioja, pour it in a glass, and then we add fizzy ingredients. So what they use in Spain is like a, a peach soda almost. Okay. That we don't, I can't buy it here. Uh, they don't have it in the store. So we use today, we just used a variety of things to make it fizzy. We Other used, bubbly um, ingredients. Yeah. We- we got some like clementine soda. I think we will we put pomegranate juice in here today. Yeah, it's um, delicious. Yeah, it, you can really mix it up with whatever you want. Just something fizzy. I think we did like an orange ginger ale. Yeah, I didn't um, even know ginger ale and orange aid was a thing, but it's. I didn't either, and Canada I saw Dry them yesterday at the citru- Publix, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy that." This citrusy ginger ale. I'm gonna take a sip of that by itself here, real quick. Mm-hmm. And. I like to put fruit in it. Oh, we, we forgot to put oranges in it, but that's okay. Um, today we have strawberries and blueberries in it, um, but whatever you want to put in it. Yeah, awesome. Then. I think what I like about this the most is it's just if you had a pile of ingredients, it's like having an ice cream sundae. Like there's no yes. wrong, there's like no wrong yeah, way to make it. it. Wrong. Yeah. So you know, you want it whinier, add more wine. You want it bubblier, add more bubbly things. Um, yeah, it's it's and it's very good. It's refreshing. It's like sangria, but different. Mm-hmm. It's just different enough that I wouldn't say, oh, it's sangria. Right. But because it, it's mm-hmm. not. It's di- something different. I yeah. like it. 
Tinto de Veronica. Very fresh. This is like a I could drink this by a pool under an umbrella for yeah, and it's not hours on super, end. super like overpoweringly boozy, you know, like because mm-hmm. it's wine. It's it so reminds good. me it's, it's fruitier mm-hmm. than it is boozier. And again, like I said, if you if you picked a, a different wine, it would have a different flavor. Absolutely, yeah. Up. I like to pick something that's not very sweet because I don't like my drinks very sweet. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, this is right. This is a it hits a good spot. This is good. All right, let's hey, Brian. get into a little foreplay. Yes, Chrissy. Want to fool around? Uh, what are we talking about here? Like first base, second base? Yikes! I don't think that's what she meant. Okay, so the foreplay topic today, I think, is actually a lot of fun. I kind of wish that it was the down and dirty because I, I think this is a fun one. So this is um, <laughs> there are no rules. We could just extend we it, can do whatever we want, whatever we, we want. Can absolutely do it. Last I we checked, want. this is your show, mm-hmm. our show, your show. <laughs> Somebody carry on. <laughs> topic. All right, so we're going to talk today about how like our day to day life differs from that of our ex partners, and I, th- mm. I was thinking the other day about. I was thinking about the physical environment of my old home, mm-hmm. you know, um, where, where that nice shower was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I remember. I remember nice showers. <laughs> I remember that nice shower. Um, but, like, our house was always clean and picked up mm-hmm. because I liked a clean, picked up house. Um, but, like, our sink was always full of dishes. And my sink now would never have a dish in it. Like, yeah. I, I, I upsets me i don't like yeah. that you know yeah um we had kind of just worked out different roles not necessarily because they were the things we like to do yeah just you just kind of break out into you do this thing i do that thing you know and yeah. i was not the dishes doer in my old house uh-huh he was the dishes doer but he didn't do them very frequently well and that makes for a complicated situation yeah Considering you you probably use them I, every day I, well yeah like I, it's it's funny to me now that like all of us in my house, if, when you're done with a dish, you just rinse it and you put it in the dishwasher. Like, end game. Like, it's not, you yeah. know, like, it's just what we do. But, th- like, the dishes would get so gross at our old house because everybody just put them in the sink. And that's gross. You know, like. That is gross. That's gross. Um, it's just, and my ex-husband liked to, like, he liked to keep the box that things came in, stuff like that. Like, he like, was, like, more of a keeper of things a pack like, rat yeah uh-huh um, i didn't want to say that but <laughs> but yeah it's a fair term um, yeah and it's not it's not yet to the level of hoarder yeah but we're getting there if left unchecked yes a, a pack rat could turn into a hoarder very and i quickly. wish that i could like look in his office now like creep i, I just want to know like is it just like floor to ceiling boxes of things that <laughs> i would have thrown away and it would make him sad i would just throw i would just throw his stuff away like yeah. and it was stuff that he wanted that's you rude know? That's rude, but okay. <laughs> it's just we live so differently, and I don't really go into his space anymore. But I'm yeah. still very open to letting him come into my space. Yeah. You know, um, he came over about a month ago, maybe a little longer, and he was like, "It might be a weird question, but can I see our kids' room here?" Oh, you told me this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And the differences between our households of how our kids even keep things clean and yeah. do things. Yeah. I just want to talk about that. Yeah. I, um, my ex, uh, we kept a, a decently clean house. Now I know there are friends who are like, it's not clean unless it's clean, clean to like mm-hmm. my standards. Cause they're magical. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we were never quite those people. Um, my ex, I would say was probably m- more of an avoider 
of the cleaning mm-hmm. stuff. She would do it. It was. It was. Listen, I'm not going to complain that she was a, a bad um, homemaker, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stayed home with the kids for eight years in the sort of the beginning of our relationship. But um, so, but once she went back to work, uh, we sort of existed at like a probably a a C plus level of household cleanliness, and uh, that would lead to what I refer to as binge cleaning, where we would just go hard. And like for a number of hours on a weekend day and, you know, make the kids all grouchy and, and make them do a, a piece of this and a piece I of think, that. I think that's how my ex-husband's home operates currently. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> laundry was a big one. You know, there's, there was, I made, oh gosh. Okay. So here's a cautionary tale. Um, in a previous life, I worked in the, in the consulting business and I was all about data and process and uh, designing and, and evaluating processes and things like that. And, and my ex-wife, this is a this is a bad Brian story, so this is a good one. So my ex-wife <clears throat> at one point said that uh, she didn't have time to do the laundry, and so I literally oh whip, my God. whipped out a piece I would of paper. You. Oh, this was oh I, my this was, God! This was the worst. This is one alive. of the worst things I ever did. I said, well, I said, well, let's talk about it. She's like, what do you mean? I said, okay, well, like hypothetically, how long does it take you to sort the laundry? Like. Dark summer. And p- keep in mind, I do laundry. I, I, I enjoy doing laundry. Folding it is very therapeutic. But in this case, she hadn't done something. and She just said she had no time I, for anything. I think when you stay on top of things, it's so much easier. You know, that, yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah. I like doing a load of laundry, and then I immediately fold that laundry. It's better if you fold it right away, too, because then it doesn't get wrinkly. Right. You know, and yep. I, I don't know. I like that, especially if it's towels. I love folding towels. Yeah. The towels are good. So uh, so she, I said, how long does it take you to sort the laundry? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, two minutes? Five minutes? She goes, okay, fine. Two minutes. All right. So I wrote down two minutes. And You're I said, such an asshole. This was a bad, I had a weak <laughs> moment, okay? And I said, how long does it take you to, you know, start the load? She was like, I don't know, two minutes? I'm like, all right, two minutes. I said, how long does the load run? She was like, about an hour. Because we had one of those front loading things that would count down from like 55 minutes and it would do the whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I said, so what do you do for those 55 minutes? I said, do you stand there and look at the front of the washing machine? Oh, my God. I oh was my the God. worst. I was the worst. Did she hit you? No. Oh, my, oh my God. I, I can't believe she didn't hit you. I, I would have hit you. And I, she was like, no. I said, okay. So you walk away for an hour. Okay, that's fine. No problem. I was like, then you got to change the laundry. That probably takes another two minutes. She goes, uh-huh. And I was like, okay, so, so far you've started and done a load of laundry and you've got a solid 12 minutes of effort involved. She was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I said, how long does it take you to dry the laundry? She says, it dries for about an hour. And I said, do you stand there and watch the dryer? And she oh, said, my God. She said, no. <laughs> I walk away. And said, then I, you, I can't believe she even it. answered your questions. Like, I know. Legitimately, it was bad. if you and I were having this conversation, <laughs> it would be stopped before it got this was, started. This like, was a younger, much dumber, late <laughs> late, late 20s Brian, not 42-year-old Brian. I but mean, my point was, honestly, like, I can't believe she engaged with if you. you don't have t- if you say you don't have time, then you're just not managing your time. And I get it. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about how we can I can help and this and that because you're here all day and yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's not blah, helpful. Blah, blah. No, That's just obnoxious. <laughs> it was not helpful. But consequently, um, th- w- my point was that we would get to a weekend, and I think, I don't know her, 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 how her house operates today, but we would get to a weekend in the old days and have 17 loads of laundry to yeah. do. And I said, why can't we just do it during the week? Like, I don't, I, I, I'm good at folding clothes. Like, let me help you. I can, mm-hmm. if, if I get home and there's a load of laundry that needs to be folded, let's do it. Or I'll do a load by myself in the middle of the day or in the middle of the evening. She did not want the laundry done in the middle of the week because it made the house seem unsettled. 
Like it was, what? it was weird. Yeah, she just uh-huh. didn't want laundry done in the middle of the week. And so I made a point that it, it's not time consuming. So now it's just some sort of weird personal preference that you right. don't want uh-huh. laundry going on during like on a Wednesday. That is weird. Nowadays, I fill up a basket with laundry and I immediately wash it. Me too. Yeah. Immediately. And when my kids leave on Friday afternoon, any laundry that's there, I wash it. I I fold it for them. Like I, I do my kids laundry for them. It's one of the only things that I do for them. Um, yeah. Like they, most of, most of the chores and whatever they do themselves, but I fold it for them, but they put it away. Yeah. So I would fold a basket of clean laundry and I would set it on their beds so that when they arrive back. Yeah. You know, and w- before they leave on a Friday, um, they like have to clean their rooms up, like round everything up. Sure. You know what I mean? So yeah. you make your bed, you bring down all your dirty laundry, yeah. you, you know, make sure the bathroom's clean. Whatever. So my, my, my oldest daughter who is a, call her a middle teenager. Uh, she's about to be 15. And uh, <clears throat> she, uh, for the first time, unprompted, brought down baskets of laundry and did her own laundry. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a, a bit, I, I see. I saw a meme once that said, uh, you know, laundry, you know, washing and drying and folding takes a day or, you know, two hours, but uh, putting it away mm-hmm. uh, takes five to seven business days. Yeah. So she had stacks of clean laundry on the floor at the foot of her dresser. And I was like, are you crapping me right now like just <laughs> open the drawer and put that stack of t-shirts in the t-shirt drawer and, right and you're really done and, it's and done. she she lived out of those piles for a week yeah um, i'm like this makes no sense my kids would kind of would kind of do something like that too if i let them and i will tell you that when i was young yeah. my mom used to fold my laundry put it in a basket it would be beautiful my mom was like the best laundry doer in the world like yeah. it, everything was perfect and beautiful and she would bring me this basket and she would be furious constantly because i would just whip things out of the basket and never yeah. got put away, you know, and then things would almost end up still clean in the basket, but just might yeah. as well just send it back to her as dirty, you know? Yeah. And, and, we had a, we had yeah, a, yeah, that was really shitty of me. <laughs> <laughs> we had a utility room as a kid that that's like where the hot water heater was. Mm-hmm. And there was a yeah, little yeah. workbench in there and a washer and dryer. Brian, and, you know what a utility room is. But my point is it had a little counter. So the laundry never left the room. Mm-hmm. So you could wash, dry and fold laundry and set it on the counter to the left of the dryer and it would just sit there, uh, and and I would like on the third time, my mom would catch me going in there to take a clean T-shirt out of the clean T-shirt pile, and she'd just lose it and be like, right. "Go put it away." And so I'd put it away. We have a counter in our laundry room, and I we don't use it. It's, that's not we don't fold the laundry in the laundry room. I like to do it in the living room because then it forces you to put it away. Yeah, like it's right yeah. there, and you have to do something about now, it. Now I've walked know? into friends' houses before who have the same number of children I do. And their uh, formal dining room is overrun with laundry, Ew. hangers hanging on oh the chairs, mm-hmm. laundry stacked up on the mm-hmm. on the d- dining room table, and I think that's a little bit much. So anyway, I'm yeah. a I'm a like a place for everything and everything in its place person. Yeah, I like that, but sometimes I will admit that I get lazy. But like I am not, so I'm not a binge cleaner. I'm like a clean as I go kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same way when I cook. Like if I mix up batter and like I put the cake in the oven. I'm going to clean that right. bowl and clean up as I go. So yeah. like I leave the try to leave the kitchen clean. So you don't have but I, listen, an hour's worth of Yeah. I'm also not perfect. I have also mm-hmm. cooked dinner in like these two pans and put them to the side and then like passed out on the couch cuz I'm like so exhausted and then I get up the next day and this work from home business and I've worked from home and every time I go to the kitchen for like a breakfast or a snack the following day, I see last night's dinner dishes sitting there mm-hmm. knowing I got to take care of those at some point. Yeah, like I'm usually really on top of laundry and dishes and that kind of stuff. But right now at my house, there are, I believe, 
three clean loads of laundry that have not been folded and put yeah. away. They're just, they're just. Do you there, find yourself you know? in the in the fluff and de wrinkle cycle all the time? Like, you, I yeah. have a squirt bottle next to my dryer, so I squirt some water in the well, dryer and mix some steam. <laughs> now we're in the time of year where we're going to the swimming pool a lot, so there's tons of towels. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't worry about it so much with towels, like. Okay, yeah. it's a wrinkly towel. Reu- well, and you, can, <laughs> and you can get like three or four uses out of a towel before yeah. you feel like you have to. Yeah, uh, not not a towel that we take to the pool though. I, no, I, no, I don't. Like, hmm. I wash them. I wash them every time. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, I think Heather and I had talked about that on the show the other day. That like, I don't really reuse my bathroom towels. Like, I oh really? Like, I will maybe reuse my body towel as a hair towel. You know? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, but I use two towels every time because I'm a girl. You know, and I have so hair. I I got most of my household stuff for my my PD home, my post divorce mm-hmm. home uh, from IKEA, mm-hmm. including towels. Yeah. And IKEA because they're European and amazing, they sell something called bath sheets. And if you're an international traveler, maybe you're aware of that that they have these almost beach towel sized bath towels Mm -hmm. and for a guy like me who's six four 200 pounds and some change having a towel that big that just does everything i needed to do Mm -hmm. is enormous i don't feel like i'm cleaning myself with a dish rag right uh, drying off with a dish rag Mm -hmm. is very nice so i love a good huge bath towel all we've talked about today is showers and towels and (laughs) see there you go there you go i like our conversation (laughs) they're good and weird so what about like rules in your post-divorce home like do you do you parent the same way that you did before or has it has it changed to kind of like the rules of your household or how you how your house operates? I uh, gosh, uh, in the episode that we recently recorded about uh, for your other show, uh, you guys asked me about devices with kids. It's called How to Do Life. How to Do Life. With Chrissy and go. Heather. You sometimes refer to it as the other show. Um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say it because we I, perfect. We usually talk about it at some point and yeah. we didn't today. So there you go. There, there's our plug for there the other go. show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you talked about devices. I, I think that and the device availability in my house is probably a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's just kind of circumstances that we're in right now. Um Rules of the house? No, not really. I mean, I, uh, gosh, I try to enforce rules and my kids are stubborn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some, some stuff like when I hear parents talk about like their kids, um, never, oh, my kids never leave dishes in their rooms. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. How do you do that? Oh, well, my kids aren't allowed to have food upstairs. Oh, see my kid, like my, I, mm-hmm. I'm so busy. Like I'll be sitting on my computer working in my little home office downstairs and I hear my daughter come downstairs behind me and I hear her fix a bowl of cereal and I hear her tromp back upstairs. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do? Like, right. Yeah, I don't know. So I, no, I, I will that say go. that it's not, I will say that it's 95% correct at my house, but there will be a moment where I'll walk upstairs and find like a granola bar wrapper or something. Oh my God. And I'm like, you're not supposed to have that up here. Like they can only have water upstairs, but I will say that. Last week, my son got in some serious trouble because they bought that, you know, that little um, squeezy stuff. It's like a little container, like an inch high, and you squeeze it and it flavors your water. Yeah, like a little like, Mio type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my daughter had purchased one of those, and she makes it disgusting. Like, she makes it so that it's so, strength like, gross. yeah, oh, so gross, so gross. And apparently, my son had made a cup of this stuff and he was going to take it upstairs and I wasn't around and I wasn't paying attention and he spilled it on the step Ooh. 
and it is stained pink. Ouch. And I made him sit and scrub it, and to no avail. It wow. Is, it is stained pink, and I'm going to have a pink spot on my stairs forever. That's funny. Yeah. um, You would, your head would explode in my house because I have, it's amazing to me how different children can be from the same set of parents. Like Mm -hmm. my son, he'll leave a a wrapper here or there, but he's not the messiest kid. And you can always see the floor in his room and he puts his laundry in his hamper and he's, he's my good little boy. Mm -hmm. And then um, my daughters share a room and that place might as well be Animal just house. quarantine it. It is. It is. That's kind of how disgusting. my house is. Too. My daughter, like, I get so furious with her. Like, my son's room, he's not a big mess maker. It's pretty much fine. Yeah. But you walk into her space, and I'm like, I don't even know how you did this. Like, I don't even know yeah. how. It's it, it's just it's disgusting. Can I tell you one good one? Uh-huh. After Halloween, okay, kids eat Halloween candy, right? Think no big deal. Um, for a while I saw, like I would raid my kid's Halloween basket and I would pull like a couple of wrappers out because mm-hmm. like it's closer to dump them in there than it is to dump. Right. And then at some point her candy bag reached critical mass <laughs> and she couldn't fight through all the wrappers to get to the candy in the bottom. So my younger daughter, uh, started depositing candy wrappers between the wall and her bed. No. And so I went back there looking for something one day and I pulled the bed away from the wall. I'm talking... 200 candy wrappers no way yeah and i was like i let her have it i ripped out her name like <laughs> she got she got middle named she oh, got yeah. you know so and so so and so you know you get mm-hmm. your tail up here and you tell me what's going on and this is disgusting and you don't live like a this is your house your your room is a dumpster right and mm-hmm. like yeah so any anytime anybody talks about oh boys are so messy and no, no. not at my house no, no. I, my boy is much less messy than my daughter like sometimes i walk in and i'm like i'm not even sure what this is like mm-hmm. the, like the makeup residue stuff like the you know like yeah. like q-tips and like nail polish remover and like and i'm like gross like yeah you have like four trash cans in this room <laughs> like, could you choose one of them and, and then utilize like, that yeah tiktok and youtube have turned them all into little amateur chemists mm-hmm. and so they say like, oh there's this trend on tiktok where if you take cornstarch and mix it with oh yeah hair conditioner you can make, make play doh and then we take a drop of vanilla extract and it smells good and i'm like and then what and then i walk in and your bathroom counter is covered in cornstarch right. and hair conditioner so, uh, and i lose thing, my freaking mind the one mind. thing that we've done to curb that because my daughter likes to do clay popping do you guys do you guys do the clay popping what the heck is that so it's you have like this foamy clay kind of stuff and you make it into little animals and creatures you make a little bird or whatever sure and then you coat it in a bunch of nail polish to make it crispy right uh-huh. and then you squeeze it and it cracks and it makes a crackle crackle noise and it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I and, just, uh. and so we have a card table in the garage <laughs> and all of the supplies for all of that is out there. We have like, we have paint and we have, you know, canvases and we have, you you can go into the garage and if you're willing to bear the heat, yeah. then you can have make that it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then you can, then you can make that stuff. Yeah. So that's our station for that. Yeah. You know? But to answer your original question, you know, rules of the house, I, you know, habits and how you keep things, I'm, I, I, I am less likely to let things pile up. I'll clean up. I'd rather clean up ten little messes than yeah. one massive one at the end of the day. Are you like, like in dating and stuff? Are you possessive about your space? Like, are you like I do things this way and this is the way of my house? Or like if or like your ex. 
are you comfortable letting her into your space or do you like keep oh now this is this is an issue where i we could talk an hour on this um my ex has a key to my house and really? I, and I had a key to her house until like somebody needed to borrow it. But now there's like, a, she keeps a hide a key in the bushes and I know where that is. And so I, mm-hmm. we let ourselves sort of in and out of our, each other's houses really? as we need to get stuff fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. And I haven't decided at what point that becomes inappropriate. I think mm-hmm. if there was ever another person living with me, certainly that would never happen. Right. You're, you're no mm-hmm. longer welcome to pop by. But, um, but yeah, I, I feel comfortable with her being there as long as I know she's going to be like, I found out after the fact one time that my daughter needed a school book and, um, the school book hadn't been delivered from house A to house B. Mm -hmm. And so my ex brought my daughter, her school book at like 1030 at night and like let herself into my house and came upstairs and went to my daughter's room and handed her her school book and then left. And all I can say is like, you know. If I see another adult-shaped person in my hallway in the dark of night, if I'm waking up and groggy, then, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Like I think of worst-case scenarios, like you get popped with a baseball bat or, right. or shot or something. Uh-huh. And so that you need to tell me when you're coming yeah. or don't come inside. I don't, yeah, I don't – my ex would never let himself into my home. Um, and we – I don't know. We – like, we've established some real boundaries where we don't, like, if I need to pick something up from him, well, we also live very close to one another. Me too. And we just live, like, two streets over, you know? Yeah. Um, but if we need something, we either put it on each other's porch or yeah. we, like, we don't, and, I mean, he is always welcome to come into my house, but sure. but I'm not welcome to come into his house. Yeah. Um, And that's fine. You know, I think that's, like, a, a healthy Boundary. You know, boundary. Yeah, and you, good. You at know? some point, like, just because you were married doesn't mean, I mean, those boundaries are, are naturally going to change, mm-hmm. and they should, because, uh, you know, you had free reign over my life and space and possessions when we were married, and I, I know it might be hard for you to remember this, but you don't anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And so some behaviors need to change. Right. And you don't need to take liberties with, with my space. Yeah. Tell me you're coming or don't come. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we keep a real arm's length, you know, between us and, and with our space and with, like, our communication and things. I yeah. Don't, I don't try to, like, like, I would ne- one of the first things in my divorce, girlfriends were like, you don't ask your ex-husband to help you with things. Yeah. Like if you, you know, need something done at your house or if you need a tool or if it's like something that you used to own that you left in your old home. Yeah. It, like too bad. Buy another one. You know what I mean? Like, or like, no, he's nice. Like I wanted to borrow, um, a, a tool that like a rototiller and I don't, there's no way that I need to own a rototiller. Right. <laughs> and I knew he owned it and I borrowed it. And now he like won't take it back, and it makes me mad that it's sitting in my garage because my garage is like if you saw my garage, you'd be like, this is not a garage. It's just an empty space that I pull my car into. Like there's nothing in yeah. there, you know. And it makes me mad that now there's a rototiller in there. Like I would like to give it back. I've tried to return it several times. <laughs> just take it over and leave it on his driveway. I could, I could do that. Um, but then I have to put it in my car, and it's dirty. Icky. I would, I would rather have him come get it. You know. So. <laughs> That's funny. But I should return it. I should take it back because sure. I borrowed it, you know, sure. so yeah, I'll get it out of there at some point. <laughs> um, do you like, do you like, are living? we still, 
Are we still in foreplay? Yeah, I know, right? We're doing, we're gonna have like two questions in the down and dirty. We're, okay, we're, cool. We're, I like this topic. Very good. <laughs> I like this. So this is what we're gonna do because we can do whatever we want because it's Perfect. our show, right? Perfect. Exactly. Um, if you think about like living with someone again, like, are you like, yeah, that would be cool, or are you like, I don't know, I kind of like how I've set my stuff up. Um, I wouldn't mind living with someone again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've covered earlier that I can see myself getting married again. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that comes cohabitation. I, why does it have to? Like, wouldn't it be nice if you could just keep your own space and just, like, meet up for dinner and... With your wife? <laughs> yeah. Or your husband? And, like, you could you can do, like, overnights. I think having your own space is so nice. That's why we, people have she sheds and man caves and whatnot. I think it's nice to have your own space. Yeah, I think that's fine. And I think that that attitude will largely inform your future uh, relationship goals because that's a very untraditional way to do things. It's, if you uh, if you found out that your girlfriend was married to a guy and they live in separate houses, you're going to assume immediately that things are a bit of a situation, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I like – I would compromise – I'm just saying that I like the way that I live. Okay. I would compromise it and I would change it and I I'm not against letting someone in if it's the right someone, you know, sure. but but it is it is nice, you know, to have like nobody nobody like puts stuff away in the wrong place at my house or nobody <laughs> like 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 there's not dishes in my sink. It's, right. It is nice just to have, you know, the order of I like things like this, it's good like this, you know, right. and letting somebody else in. Is fine, you know, but then, like, I can't take up both cabinets of the bathroom. (laughs) I have to give you space. I can't have the entire walk-in closet anymore. I have to give you space. And I don't know. I will do that someday, but it will be, um, it'll have to be, like, I would rather have this person than the rightness of my space. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, I mean, and different people are different ways. Like, I would happily give up two-thirds of my closet for the right person yeah i mean for the right um, person i would too yeah you know but for sure but but um, but yeah at some level but i'm not the in a hurry of, i'm not like oh it would be so nice to have somebody live here so they could take care of the stuff or whatever. like i'm right. fine taking care of the stuff yeah you know i think that um i have with yeah the thought of I know I'm not ready yet because the thought of someone living with me does give me a little bit of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and here comes a question. So I lived with my ex-wife before we were married, mm-hmm. much to the chagrin of her very Baptist parents. Mm-hmm. But um, we lived together. We lived together in college mm-hmm. um, for like the last year. And then we bought a house and got married and we lived together before we were married. And that seemed to work out okay. Not, you know, excusing the divorce, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So would you live with a person before you got married to that person? I did live with my ex before I married him. Right. Um, I lived, so I was still in college. He was a graduate. So my sophomore year, we started dating at the end of that year like March of that year, and in May he graduated. So we'd only been dating like two months. And that summer, he pretty much lived at my house with me and my parents. So Oh, wow. Yeah, um, which was something I never thought that my father would allow in a million years, you know, um, but he did. Um, and so he lived there, and then he he moved out, but not really. Do you know what I mean? Like he 
moved his belongings to another place, but still stayed with us most uh-huh. of the time. Then my junior year, I technically lived in the sorority house, but I think I only spent two nights there. And he rented an apartment, and I lived with him that year, just yeah. him. And then my senior year was the best year because we lived in a house full of boys. So I lived with three boys. Again, never thought my dad in a million years would, would like, allow this situation. But I lived um, with – we were engaged then, and two of his fraternity brothers lived with us. Funny. And, yeah, I lived in this house full of boys. It was the, the best – year like it was so much fun there was I'm always sure. someone to play with there was always like we had tons of parties you know like it was sure. just all like, it was great it was it was fantastic <clears throat> lots of like you know we played cards and we sure. you know and i think that it was a bad year for our relationship because it was able to hide all the problems in our relationship because there were so many other people around to be friends with and have fun with you know that like Oh yay! And then you come in here and sleep in the bed next to me at night. You know, like uh, like, but huh. but uh, there was all these other fun friends and all this great, you know. Whatever. Do you do you think that this is a serious question? I think one of the things that you and I have I'm not sure we've discussed is: Would you get married again? And do you think you are a? Do you naturally align to sort of the modern societal constraints of what a marriage is? Like, are you? Are you the marrying type? Because some people just aren't. And I, like sometimes when you talk, I hear you maybe sounding a bit like you're not like the worst thing you ever did was the best thing you ever got was your kids. But the worst thing you ever did was get married because it no, interrupted all I, of this fun. I, no. And I, I don't feel that way. I definitely wanted to get married and I wanted to be married and I wanted to be in that traditional like and and I do want that. I want I just want that with. The right that I feel is absolutely right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that in any circumstance other than, you know, like, this is it and this is the thing. You yeah. Know, I, I'm not in a hurry to get married right. again. Right. Um, but but yeah, I want to, like, I, I think everybody wants that. Like, everybody deep down wants, you know, a partner and, a, you know, a person yeah. who you, like, someone who's safe, you know, <laughs> right. that you can come home and you're like, okay. Yeah. And they're still here and this is still good. Yeah. You know, like, do you feel like how much of your, excuse me, how much of your free spirit do you feel like will have to be put in check to fit in a marriage in a way that's going to make your partner comfortable? Because the stuff we talked about in the last episode with male friendships or you know opposite sex friendships, how much of you, what you're naturally bent towards doing will you feel like you'll have to put in check for your spouse? Or would your, would your ideal spouse be someone who just does not care at all what you do when your friendships and outside relationships and and knows that he's safe and you're going to come back to him at the end of the day like what's what's that like i think that i don't mind doing things on my own like if i if i was with someone who wasn't able to or didn't want to like travel as Mm -hmm. much as i do then I would still like to travel occasionally, you know, right. and so I would want to be with someone who's like, it's okay with me if you go travel, you know, like, I, I mean, it would just be someone who trusts me. And if I, if I like, am, if I really love someone, yeah. I'm not going to like, I don't need like adventure. I'm not going to go travel and like meet someone else or like, do, like, sure. you know, like, you know, or like do anything, you know. Yeah. untoward or anything you know like but i would like the option to still be able to travel like i don't think that i can be with someone who wants to like 
control me, you know, but I yeah. definitely, I'm fine with ha- having limits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if somebody says, you know, I really don't want you to go away next week because, you know, I have, I, I can't go, you know, and I would rather us be together this week. I might not go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a part of, part of all the travel and things that I do is because what do I have that keeps me here? I wish that I had something that kept me in place. Sure. You know, like, but I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't have something that keeps me in place. And so I run, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. you know, yeah, for sure. Oh, I feel emotional about that for some reason. Uh-huh. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yeah. Woosa, deep breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, I do think back to the, like not living together or living together kind of thing. I think that when I've dated someone who like so I for a while I dated like this super bachelor dude like he had never been married like his apartment was like I'm like do you ha- like own plates do you know what I mean like right but it was fun because it was like an escape from my life it was sure. fun to go to their house you know and you're not responsible for anything like yeah. you don't do the laundry there you don't do you know so I think it's kind of like it's kind of when you date someone their place can be an oasis you know sure. and there's kind of fun like, in that it's like a vacation you know? yeah, to a hotel. yeah yeah and you know i, I don't know i kind of i see the appeal to that i yeah. think i see the appeal to dating someone and living apart before living like you know like i don't like to date someone and they just like become part of your day to day so my question i don't want them in my face all the time my question we've, we've, we've danced around a lot of it but my question was more about your kids and being exposed to your kids yeah. Your kids being exposed to you cohabitating with someone that you're not married to. I like, don't have a problem with that. My kids, um, I there's been three people since my divorce that my kids have like seen sleepover. Oh, know? wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And one of them I dated for maybe just a couple months, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and like, there's only been three people who have like met my kids, yeah. you know. Um, and one of them we dated for not that long and he only met my kids a couple times yeah you know i i am very very off standish with people meeting my children you know like i i don't know and those two of them were pretty early yeah. you know and maybe not the best choice you know sure. um but yeah the second guy that met my kids um he was a little bit of like a a clinger mm-hmm. and he was always around like I did learn in that relationship that I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want you to like, we go on two dates and suddenly you're like all up in my face all the time and like you're in my space. Plus I just didn't really like him, you know? Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, (laughs) it wasn't the thing. It wasn't wasn't the the one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, maybe the, maybe it was only those two. And that, I mean, my kids know another guy that I dated because I dated for a long time and like my kids are friends with his kids and you know what I mean so yeah like they like w- he would be around you know but not really never really slept over or anything yeah. you know but he so, would come around during the day yeah you know whatever. my kids have met uh one person that I've dated and uh it's the one I've alluded to in the past and uh she has slept over a few times and my ex-wife got a hold of that information yeah you told me that and just mm-hmm. cut loose on me so yeah whatever i you know yeah but i mean 
if it got to the point that I was going to live with something. Now, my kid, my kids, um, their dad has a live-in girlfriend and her son. Um, Which is why you're not welcomed in that house. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense, you know? yeah. I, it's not a problem to me. It's sure, great, no, 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 you know, of like, course. It's, it's fine. But, um, but yeah, so my kids have already seen that. I, yeah. I think that my kids, like, want me to get remarried. My kids don't see single life as um, something you can enjoy. They're, they think you're supposed to be coupled up and you're supposed to, like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know? And, and... I don't know. It's a learning experience for so, everyone, I guess. Yeah. The funniest quote that I've heard was from my ex when she found out that I had a had a sleepover. Um, she made some remark about uh, demonstrating inappropriate relationship behavior to our children. Mm-hmm. You and, told me that. And my first thought was, oh, you mean as opposed to all that really appropriate relationship behavior right. they observed we when we were and, fighting yeah. and, and you were treating me like X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, people are strange, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like it though. Um, we didn't really get to the down and dirty. Should we? Should we do? I got like two questions. Yeah, let's let it rip. Yes, Chrissy. Babe. I think I'm ready now. So you want to get this off your chest? Let's get down and dirty, babe. It is gone off the reservation. A grand slam home run. So. I told you when we walked in that I looked through the questions that were written for the down and dirty. Uh, basically, I cut and paste them from a document. I have a yeah. document like with all 12 shows, you know, and I looked at them today. And I was like, I don't know. We just always talk so long and so much that we kind of have covered a lot of this stuff. So the only we're just going to do like two questions or so. Hit me. How are you different as a partner now? Like post divorce, I'm not. You're not. No, I um, I am. You would still take someone aside and tell them how much time they have to do laundry. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm less of an asshole now than I maybe was 15 years ago. But uh, in the things, let me put it this way: the things that make me a okay, the things that make me a good, and this is what I hope we all can say at some point: the things that make me a good partner are still there, and they have not been jaded or damaged. And the things that made me a bad partner, I am, I think, considerably more aware of and have confronted. And so I am not the same as I was before. I think I'm better mm-hmm. uh, as a partner than I was before. Um, but the things that made me a good partner are still there. I'm still very much a person who is acutely aware of other people's emotions and I can see feelings on faces and I want to do things that make people's lives easier and less stressful. Uh, at least I try to, and you know, I'm fallible. So I screw that up sometimes and I stumble and, and I make mistakes, but I still have the other person's interest typically first. Um, and so, you know, I think where in the past, I probably will stand up for myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that, so in that respect, yeah. What about you? I think that I am a different partner than I was because I think, in my marriage, sometimes I wasn't my real self. Like, sometimes I was, <sighs> all right, I guess we have to compromise, and I guess compromise means that we'll just do it your way. It'll yeah. be easier, you know? Yeah. And I don't think. It's my favorite kind of compromise. <laughs> right, exactly. And 
I don't think that I'm like that anymore. And it might make me a harder partner to be with because I'll be like, you know what? Like, I think some things will be difficult. Like when I find someone and they come into my children's life, then I'm going to have to decide how much I let them co-parent and how much, you know what I mean? And like, well, this is kind of how we do things in this family. And do I want to let you in as a good male role model, Mm. you know, or do I want to say, look, I'm the parent here and you know, like you can hang around, (laughs) but I'm in charge. Right. Like, like when it comes to parenting, I think is the biggest part because I feel like I made a lot of parenting compromises in Mm -hmm. my previous marriage Mm -hmm. and I don't, I, I think that's going to be really tricky with a future partner, you know? Especially like, if that person comes with kids. Yeah. Or a kid. Like yeah. All of a sudden, then you've got yeah. a whole paradigm exactly. mixing with a yeah. whole different paradigm. And I think that the ages matter, too. I think that my kids now are at a tougher age. You know, like, I think as they get older, they have less time. Like, I wish that I, I, I really wish that I could find this great person that's a great role model to them that gives them a male to look to because my ex-husband is a nice man, but he's not like a, like a dad, dad, you know, he doesn't like, he's not going to throw the ball and he's, he's not very interactive with my children. Okay. And he, he's not, he, he's not going to sit down and chat with them and like know their hearts. Do you know what I mean? Like they just all exist in the same space, you know? Okay. And, that's really hard for me. And yeah. It's really hard for me to feel like this is what I gave you. You're like you don't have any grandpas left. You don't have like I don't have brothers. I don't have like I I'm not giving my kids a good male in their life, you know? And that's upsetting to me. Yeah. You know, like I I would like to do better with that. So yeah. I I don't know. I think that how I know that I can't emulate like what it is to be a good man to them. I can only, I'm not a man. You can, there are limits to what I can do here, you know? Um, So I think me being a partner to someone else, I have to get comfortable with saying, all right, you're going to have a relationship with my children. Like I need a good relationship with the man. And then he needs a good relationship with my children too. And it would be an absolute deal breaker. Like if I was totally in love with someone and then I didn't like the way he was with my kids, it would be a deal breaker. I would leave him. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what like kind of warning signs do you look for in a relationship oh now? Oh, my gosh. I, this, that is one giant pineapple salad right <laughs> now. I, I mean, I... Um, Pineapples are safe word. The only way to answer that question would be to reveal some very specific warning signs I've encountered at the risk of people finding out that I'm talking about them. Mm I just, man, like. You normally don't evade my question. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to answer it that's not incriminating. I think that. If you are in a dramatically different stage of life than Mm -hmm. someone, um, either from the standpoint of age or um, children or career or school or if they're if you're dramatically different than another person Mm -hmm. and you understand that their life is operating with a certain set of priorities and your life is operating with a different set of priorities, Mm -hmm. 
look for areas where your priorities don't align because you've clearly got some that overlap because you're compatible and you have a relationship. But once you get down the road a little ways, you realize where your Venn diagrams don't overlap. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you, and can you live with those? And can you live not? with those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, self, it's all, it's all about self-awareness and what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, geez, I'm 42 years old. I'll be 43 in a few months. Uh, I'm done having kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I got with someone who just dead set had to give birth to an infant, I'd be like, well, Well, this one's not going to work. Yeah, this one's not going to work. This isn't it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I don't mind. I like the idea of being married again, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to get married in six months. Right. I don't want to get married maybe even next year. Mm -hmm. At this point, I can't foresee that. So if somebody was like, trying to plan, you know, sh- you know, show me wedding dresses and things like that, I'd be like, and I'm out. Yeah. Um, or not out, but have a hard conversation. I'd be like, right. look, I don't want to mislead Look, that's you. Not, right. And the, that's not where to I want to me, <laughs> It's not about ending the relationship for me when I see a red flag. Mm-hmm. It's about addressing it and mm-hmm. just being, hey, look, just, you know, FYI, like I've, the body is barely cold on my, on my marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not looking to like pick out tuxedos and honeymoon right. destinations mm-hmm. for my next, no matter how much I might care for this person I'm with or can see a future. I'm not there. I'm not getting married yet. Right. So if timing doesn't align, right. um, you know, financial goals is a big thing. If, you know, if, if, if we've got different financial priorities, then that's a problem. Um, that's probably a big one. Yeah. Financial, financial stuff is a big one. Uh, well, and I think, I mean, I'm not trying to like air your business or anything, but I know that in your marriage, financial like in most marriages i yeah. think one of the biggest things that couples fight about yep. is you know finances and yeah. i think that when you have when you become <clears throat> single you know just like we talked about now your house is set up how you want now your rules are set up how you want now you have control over your finances yep and somebody has to come in and you know yeah. like there's, be there's, able to yeah yeah. There's one debit card on my bank account and, right. and I know everything it does right. and I'm never mm-hmm. surprised by my statement yeah. at the end of the month and that wasn't always the case. My marriage was very willy-nilly with money. Like, you know, we always had enough money to pay the credit card bill, but when my divorce finalized was the first time that I took charge of my own money in my life, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and... um I was like, God, would we have gone bankrupt at some point? You know, like when I started looking at it, I'm like, huh, this this doesn't seem like a sustainable model that we were living under. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we because I had sold a business, you know, um, a year and a half before my divorce, you know, yep. um, and then I got to sell it again. Yay. Um, but I had sold a business. And um, so there was cash that we were just burning through. You know yeah. what I mean? And and. I knew when I got divorced, I'm like, this is, you absolutely must take this time before you sell a business again. You know, you absolutely must take this time and figure out how to do this and how to do it right and have control over it. And it is a big thing because I am financially independent. When I think about a new partner coming into my life, that is a variable that, like, so, so, um, I know some marriages operate with what's mine is mine financially and what's yours is yours and we both pay the mortgage and yeah. you know like and that would be a lot of stuff you know to yeah. to figure out. I uh I am I'm very old school in that way. I think that uh once you're married it makes a heck of a lot more sense to have a you know you combine assets. You're one I household. I do too, but my situation is a weird one, sure, you know. Like for sure. but but I do too like 
I never would have considered in my marriage, like... Yeah. And I remember my mom being like, you should have, like, something that's just yours. Like, you should you should each, like, not just me as a woman. Yeah. You should each have something that is just yours, you know, like... And you should balance your checkbook and you should, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. You should, like... My mother would have been very, very upset if she had looked into... Our financial life, you know, Don't she they, wouldn't have liked that. Didn't they used to call yeah. it mad money? Like a woman would keep a pot of mad money. Mad so when, money. when she got mad at her husband, she could go off and spend it and not tell him. <laughs> like that's a very antiquated notion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, again, like we alluded to yesterday, I think one of the, my quotes from yesterday uh, from our last episode was that, you know, secrets are like, or secrets can be like a cancer. Mm-hmm. And so I think financial secrets certainly apply. Um, yeah, if you've I got, agree. If, if you've if got financial had a, secrets if from your partner. If I had a separate partner, account, I'm not, like, it's not going to be a secret. Like, But, yeah. like, honesty is, like, my number one thing anyways. You know, like, it's, like, there has to be transparency yeah. to have a relationship, you know? I met with someone, um, uh, it just was, this was, I alluded to the fact in a previous episode that I sort of became, like, a divorce whisperer. Like, if you were having trouble <laughs> right. in your relationship and you were mm-hmm. a friend of mine, you invited me to lunch at some point, and we went and we <laughs> talked. And I won't even tell you the gender of this person doesn't matter this person uh we were talking about finances in particular and this person a- admitted to me <clears throat> that they had been stashing aside money and hiding it from their significant other so that the significant other wouldn't blow it mm. and their plan was to you know have it as a reserve and maybe pay off some debt with it but they didn't want their significant other their spouse to touch it or know about it and i said answer me this i said how is that any different than having an affair with somebody. Mm-hmm. And this person just looked at me like, holy shit. It is. I mean, you're it's right. And I was like, you need to confess that because you've been holding this lie. Well, and the thing and that's is, a big you, problem. Need, you need to address the point in your relationship right. where you're like, look, I don't trust you with our right. money. Right. You know, like, and that's a big thing that we're going to have to overcome yeah. or not. You know, yeah. like, if you don't trust somebody to not blow your money or not, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. That's Boy, a big I had, one. I had some some personal examples of that where things I found out after the fact were just mind boggling that, you know, that could happen in a, in a supposedly trusting marriage. So right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, those kinds of, those were good examples of, of red flags. Yeah. Um, and listen, like I, we all recognize red flags. That's why we call them red flags. It's, it's your willingness to step up and, say something about it yeah and work and, through it or, and work through or it or decide don't that you can't right yeah. mm-hmm. um but but yeah i i am <laughs> i i don't let a red flag go by without it being pointed out like hey just so you know these are things that i'm that make me uncomfortable these well, are that, things i think is something that would make you different as a partner today because i bet you used to let them go oh yeah yeah i mm-hmm. was you know pete pacifier over here like i did not <laughs> want pacifier. pacifist I, I just was i've a conflict avoider to the highest degree and um uh, and i avoided conflict at the expense of my own sanity mm-hmm. and my yeah. own joy like i didn't have apart from time with my kids i didn't have a lot of joy in my marriage because i was so busy trying to avoid conflict with someone yeah. who seemed to crave conflict yeah and unhappiness. So whatever. Yippee. Yahoo. Yippee. I love it when we end on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. I know we're out of time. We always run long. Yeah. Every every time. Fine. Every time. Guys, divorce is uh divorce sucks, but it it doesn't have to be 
a it's a growth opportunity it, it is it doesn't have to be a net negative experience you can come out of it stronger and better off than you were before you just have to be willing to be introspective and look at yourself oh, i think so and stop pointing fingers yeah mm-hmm. all right did we do it or I, we... I think i think we're good you think we're good I drink's gone, so yeah. That, that, then we did. I actually it. refilled halfway through. Did you? <laughs> I needed. More. I almost held it out to get a refill. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought through I it. A little splishy splash, but yeah, it's gone. So all right. I think we're good. So until next time. Adios. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Would anyone like a tissue? I'm fine. We're fine. Everything, Everything is, is fine. fine. Got a question for Chrissy and Brian? Connect with Not Quite Therapy on Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out How to Do Life, too, on all these platforms and on the podcast app of your choice. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? That was kind of fun. I think I need another drink. Phew, those two are special. (laughs) 